welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. This is another quick start to the kickstart episode. My name's Richard and I shall be your host for this evening. And joining me for tonight is, is kind of like a repeat offenders edition as well, because we have Justin Morgan Davis from Bad Cat Games, who is here to talk about the launch of the, well, the relaunch of the Elements campaign so good evening justin hey there yes i feel how... properly in the cage now you've said that <laughs> how are you this evening doing well yeah thanks yourself good stuff i am yeah busy i think oh. is the is at the moment we've got the uk games expo coming up i think it's this weekend yeah. which is always exciting for good people um um elements is launching is it tomorrow no, or day after. Yeah, day after. It's launching thirty first, uh, six pm awesome. in the evening. So yeah, I'll be right there for Games Expo. So absolutely exciting fantastic. and scary in equal measure, I think. <laughs> now we're gonna um, obviously you launched last time we spoke was back in February. Yes, yes. It was only I was looking back today and I was looking back when did I when did I speak to to Justin and, I, and then I realised it was um, it was February time. So we're back here. Um, for people who haven't joined us before, because I don't want to be rude and assume that every anybody knows what we're talking about, and I certainly don't know what I'm talking about, um, welcome to the show. The reason that we do this is because there are quite simply not enough podcasts about board games. The joke is getting thin, but I'm going to carry on with it until somebody stops me. Um, the other reason that we do this, it is always nice to catch up with old friends and buddies of the show and Justin is no exception because you and I met we met at tabletop day yeah that's right yeah that was we a good day fine. that was a good day it was a lot of um, a lot of fun had by all a lot of hilarity um, <laughs> yeah what happened so, to the what happened to the charlie's angels thing wasn't that a plan we had no i think so <laughs> i think we're still going to do that i think there's going to be a there's going to be a a kind of a, I think a potential th- maybe a three-way episode or a three-way meetup because yeah, that'd you, be good. you myself and uh, Mark McKinnon of Wreck and Ruin fame. Thank you, Bez, for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, this is always a good one for coming up with our sayings. Um, we met at the tabletop day, which was at a dwarf, and we decided to do a Charlie's Angels pose because when you got three guys together. Um, it's law. You have to do that, Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't that know pose. that. I didn't know that, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, I think um, I think it's just it has to be done every every kind of single time. Um, so we ran went we ran you ran the campaign with elements. Um, that was back in February, and it didn't go entirely to kind of plan. So. The dissection on it, do you want to talk about why you think it kind of maybe didn't go to plan or do you want to skip straight into why it's new and improved and more exciting? No, I think I think it's all of those things. I mean, it. I wouldn't say it didn't go according to plan. I think, you know, um, that's our first time on Kickstarter. You get an awful lot of advice uh, from mm. other people that have been there and other people that are willing to give you advice without having been on Kickstarter as well. And, you know, it's. I think it's only natural that you can make various mistakes. But um, I think it was a case... Um, 
particularly that we didn't necessarily fail, but our funding goal was too high um, right. for a, a starting company, basically. And the fact it's it's very hard, I think, for many of the UK companies, for the, the sort of Brit indie crowd to get enough reach in America, uh, say, for their first time. You know, especially on Kickstarter, as opposed to something like Indiegogo or any of these others. Um, yeah. So it is it is quite tricky because you know all the noise out there is everything that's going on at all the big game shows that they have there. I mean, I think there's two at least big ones that are running just this weekend. Um, mm. So I think it's a case of, uh, in our case, just not enough, uh, having enough reach over in America to um, really drum up some interest and get people on there backing early. But we actually pulled the plug on it first because we wanted to uh, rethink some things and replan. And, and I suppose fundamentally for us, um, certainly we feel that Kickstarter has become much more of a showcase for finished products than... Uh, you know, new designers saying we've got an idea, we've got a prototype. You know, you look back in Kickstarters over the say that three years back, and there's a yeah. lot more companies, a lot more indie developers that are saying we've got a prototype. This is a great game, a great idea. We need some support to make it happen. If without your help as backers, we cannot make this exist. It will not exist. And I think mm -hmm. that is that has dramatically changed now. Certainly from what we've seen. And it's not just us. It's not just me saying this. It's it's the the other sort of indie developers here in the UK that have said well, more or less the same thing. And uh, so I think it's it's much more the the quality of standard has increased dramatically, you know, exponentially. And you've got new indie designers that are coming along and, and laying out uh, a new product, a new game with all the whistles and bells that you get on Kickstarter, um, and they look so good. They they're so professional with such professional quality uh, and so quality standards basically and attention to detail that i think there's no room for or a lot less room for um small individual indie developers to come along and say i've got a prototype you know help i need help to make this happen sort of thing so i think in our case we always said with the uh, the first kickstarter that the the boards that uh, from the game, the components that we had were in a state of flux because they were still being developed in terms of the graphic design. The artwork was all yeah. there, but the graphic design wasn't there. And in fact, we had a stretch goal um, that was specifically to help us with completing that graphic design. And but I think now that was a mistake because I think, as I just said, um, you know, it's a case you have to put all of that work in in advance and put that money in in advance to get that product finished before you then put it on Kickstarter now. And, you know, there's such a huge number of um, of games. I think I looked just yesterday and there's something like 530 games currently, or, yeah. you know, in the tabletop yeah. gaming yeah. category on Kickstarter at the moment. You know, nobody is ever going to look through 530 games on Kickstarter unless they're like crazy fanatics. Um, so you've got to have a product that stands out. And, and, and what what's effectively an unfinished product is not going to cut the mustard anymore. So that's the big change. Um, so all that to say that, uh, you know, we've, we've jumped ahead. We were busy moving ahead and developing the product even when we were on Kickstarter. But yeah. um, since then, um, you know, the, the last couple of months have flown by and we have very much a complete product here now and um, a much stronger product. Uh, that we say it ourselves, we think, 
and certainly you know reviewers coming <laughs> back yeah reviewers coming back and saying oh these these you know these uh the components of the game look so much more groovy uh and exciting than than the original versions so we're obviously on the right track we're doing the right thing um so fingers crossed as i was saying to you just off air before we started you know we've got um three or four new reviewers um or reviewers that we haven't used before if you like uh in america mm, yeah. who are currently have copies of the game so they'll be bringing out reviews during the course of this kickstarter so hopefully um without actually being able to spend six months or a year over in america and um and go to all the cons ourselves um you know this is the next best thing is to make sure that the american reviewers um some of them at least have seen the game and make comments on the game and see what they say you know and uh is it becoming less of an ideas place and more of a money place is it is it is it almost like there's now a qualification that yeah you have to have some money behind you i mean i couldn't i can't just rock up with my decent kind of um self-designed miniatures and my decent kind of um kind of artwork that i've done myself you know i have to get like a finished product because um we spoke to like um ian schofield um right just you know just last week and yeah he's done all the design i mean he's finished everything off you know it it looks like a completely finished game that's exactly right i don't think he would have been able to um get as far as you got with just having um just having you, as you said, like, here's some place markers. This is what it's going to be like. We need this money to kind of get an, art, an artist. It's almost like if you're doing Kickstarter, you better have four or five grand behind you, plus the rest to get to get kind of going. And your funding goal is going towards paying back some of that investment that you've kind of put in. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I think uh, Ian's uh, project, because he relaunched that, um shortly yeah. after um after not reaching his goal the first time and um you know i think that's exactly it his his product just looks great now you know all the arts there i t- honestly can't remember to be fair what it looked like before but certainly i've seen i mean i've been on kickstarter having a look at other projects and sort of comparing ours to theirs and um you do find some you do see see some on there that you think that's still a prototype stage you know it's no good now saying right this is a this is a character board this is a you know a player yeah. character they get in the game but it's basically i don't know a white sheet with the uh, with some boxes and some text on you know that that doesn't work anymore because because you can't you you don't your average backer is going to spend i don't know like 5 or 10 seconds looking at um each potential project that even catches their eye so yeah. you know if you're not there um with something with some pizzazz that catches their attention then uh, it's un- totally understandable that they'll just move away you know and mm. so yeah you're absolutely right that that's really what we're getting at so certainly in terms of um elements yeah um the game the game's not changed the the core gameplay's not changed but one thing we have done which i must yeah. remember uh, to mention is that yeah because uh, we went this is like oh, this is yeah, the conversation that we had, had me and justin said um don't go off on tangents we're not going to be spending a massive amount of time on the show tonight because we just said well let's just have like a quick kind of yeah, quick, quick chat yeah 
But whatever you do, Richard, don't go off on one of your stupid flipping tangents, which means oh, that I completely I never said forget that. what I was going to say. I never said that. But I, <laughs> I am sitting here in my shorts, ticking things off as I say them. <laughs> do you know, Ian Schofield sent me a message that were going, um, <clears throat> we had like beer labels to talk about on the show. <laughs> And I completely yes, forgot because you insisted on yeah. you insisted on talking about flipping Cthulhu having pink donuts, oh, yeah. and I'm trying to remember about talking to you about kind of beer labels, and I was like, okay, my bad. Um, yeah, but I can't do like a <laughs> I can't do like a Frank West show, which is <laughs> when you spend an entire show not talking about somebody's game and then feel you have to get them back on to talk about their game. Well, it's a cunning plan. It's a very cunning plan. I think it works quite well. Yeah. I think it works quite well. Um, when we went to Tabletop Day, um, the Elements stuff was taken up because you had a couple of people playing it. It was a couple. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. Of, no, when I was there, yeah, I it was, there it was for full. five minutes yeah. or something. <laughs> I was there for a good two or three hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, we had. Yeah, it was great. I mean, uh, you know, new bunch of people. Never, never mm. met them before. Although they are sort of effectively just up the road from us. But um, yeah, new group. And um, there was like dads with kids and grown-up gamers. You know, gamers that I'm, I can see are clearly more role players and the like. And uh, yeah, yeah, they had a blast with it. Um, to be fair, I think some of them prefer Gladiators, which of course is our second game coming on. But um, but no, Elements just is. If if you like dice chucking games, as um, the Brian from Cloak and Meeple said earlier today, you know if you like <laughs> dice chucking games, then you know Elements looks like fun, you know. And, and that's you what you want. Yeah, you can't say fair in that because that's that's exactly what it is, you know. And it's a weird thing because. Um, Oddly enough, I feel it has more in common with a sort of dice management, dice, or not really dice placement games, but certainly dice management games. So I can, uh, as as a sort of designer, I can see that it has things in common with something like Castles of Burgundy, for example, than it, say, might do with something like uh, Bang the Dice Game or King of Tokyo or yeah. something like that. Because, yeah. because it isn't just a um, chuck your dice down calculate a score um, match it up no. to various things and then score points against your opponent until one of you reaches zero and they're out sort of thing no it's much more of a a dice management game because the dice themselves are your life points they're equivalent to your hit points so the you need the dice for your offense you need them for your defense but they're also your life points so every single one because each there's four players three to four players but each yeah. of them has a maximum of seven dice and that's your life points and everything you can do in the game is based on those seven dice so every single dice that you lose really feels like a major body blow and that's exactly how i feel the game feels different um or how we think the game feels different to quite a few of these sort of um player elimination sort of dice games you know where you've got characters and you're you're trying to, I don't know, fight some kind of battle or something. Yeah, um, no, and, and no. But that's only one part of it, really, because uh, and here's me ticking off one of my one of my notes. Um, is... Do we have a Do we have a bell? <laughs> do we Do we have a bell every time? Yeah, we, we can have yeah, Justin. Justin ticks it off. You can You can put that in the edit if you want. Yeah. Um, oh, don't tell me I've got. I'm not going to edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So no, we should have a bell definitely. 
Um, but Ding. Mm, good, go. perfect. That'll do. Um, yeah. So what we've done for this Kickstarter, I mean, you know, everybody. That's the reason we all go on Kickstarter. You know, we we love supporting Kickstarters as well, and it's you know to be fair it's not just the game you get it's the pimping your game that everybody loves you know the upgrades and everything and mm -hmm. it's just yeah. we we felt this time round well look, if we if we can push the funding goal for elements down as low as possible and basically subfund it ourselves out of money that we're basically putting aside for future games so yeah. which are already in sort of pre-development pre-production god knows various different stages but um the important thing is Elements is a good game and we want to get it out there. So we want to throw um, everything we can at it. And I think, you know, as obviously as a, as a publishing company, even a starting publishing company, that's exactly what you should do, of course. Um, you know, we want to make sure that the, the backers on Kickstarter get everything we could possibly get them. And so we've the one of the original stretch goals was to upgrade the dice. Um, because a lot of these Kickstarters do sort of start off with very basic level dice, you know, maybe screen printed rather than engraved and um, yeah, sort of yeah. basic colors and stuff, and then upgrade through the stretch goals. But we, we looked long and hard after the other Kickstarter and we said, you know, when it comes down to it, everybody loves these upgraded dice. So why can't we just give them to all the backers from day one? And just be done with it you know and not go through this silly game of you know oh, if we reach this we can you know change from screen printing to engraving and then because i mean each of those things costs extra of course in terms of production yeah of course it does so yeah. every single upgrade that we do costs um costs more in the manufacturing but you know it's one of these things everybody loves the game with the fancy dice so why can't we just give them the fancy dice from day one so that's what we're going to do and above and beyond that um, we've, we're also including the what we're calling the Avatar tile expansion, which is basically like um, it is a mini expansion to the game. It's an add-on that shakes up the tactics of the game a bit more, gives players more option of where to spend their dice to to get stuff to do, and um, so that again was an expansion that we were going to have as a stretch goal. But we said, you know what, we can probably squeeze a basic set of these onto some of the other punch boards. So let's do it and let's offer it from day one because, you know, we've all played it and we've played it with, we've play tested this a lot with play testers and um, the reviewers have got the avatar expansion with them and the feedback is, yeah, this is fun. It's great that you don't have to include it in the game. The core game yeah. is still there. It's not changed, but these yeah. are just like add-ons, which from, if you like more experienced players can, can be more fun to add in different things so um the basic set of those you get eight of those um now with the the basic sort of funding goal level if you like of the game um and they're cool things you know that they, they they allow you to do the kind of hot potato um thing which allows you to sort of deflect um attacks from players onto your adjacent players that kind of stuff and because, all right okay that's kind of cool and because it's all about um creating combos so yeah tiny explanation for those that haven't uh, or don't know anything about elements it's basically the each of the dice uh, there's four different alien races there's four different main elements air earth fire and water although there is a wild energy as well which is um, like a joker so you can use that match to other symbols which takes away some of the randomness that 
people would say, you know, yeah, but a dice-based game, it's just totally random. It's by luck. If you have a bad day, it doesn't work. Well, having the wild joker on one side of the dice greatly alleviates that because it's your decision on whether you want to use that to, to match it to another symbol or not. Because the danger is that if you roll too many of those wild symbols at the same time, it's uh, you've shot your bolt and um, it's the end of... <laughs> It's the end of the round for you, you know. So, um, so it's a risk versus reward thing, um, yeah. which makes for a lot more tactical thinking in in um, in what's essentially a a dice matching thing. So, the game boards have various different combos that either each of the um, players can can launch, and they can be things like just messing with the other players players and denying them being able to complete their own combos, or it's obviously launching attack combos of your own. Um, but a lot of the avatar tiles shake that up by allowing you to flip your opponent's tiles to different sides and forcing rerolls. And say, for example, as a heal mechanic, obviously, because uh, if you start off with seven dice, of course, um, or say, for example, you've lost a couple of dice, so you're down to five dice, for example, it's harder for that player to heal back, heal and get those dice back to make them back up to seven than it is for a player with, say, only one or two dice. And that's because there's a one in three chance on every dice to be able to roll your own symbol. So as long mm -hmm. as you roll all of the dice with your own symbol, then you get a dice back, you heal. It's an automatic free action. Um, so that's great because that means that the the weaker players, the ones that have suffered more dice loss than anybody else, that you know, they're they're lower on their life points, actually have more of a chance of staying in the game and healing up and protecting themselves again. So um with that balance, it's great to be able to have um, special little one-use functions, the avatar tiles, that allow you to either help yourself or to mess with other players, and there goes. And that's another thing that we've heard a lot A lot of people, like um, the guys at Meeple's uh, Anonymous, said they far prefer elements to something like King of Tokyo, because King of Tokyo, you basically just roll the dice, you decide what to do, you move on yeah. to the next player. And although I have to say I'm a huge fan of King of Tokyo, I do love playing it with all of the card options and everything in there. When it comes down to it, there's very little interaction between players apart from I hit you, right? It's your turn, yeah. you hit me. But yeah. so, so knowing that and loving that game, when we created this, we wanted to say, look, we want to get maximum interaction into this game. So that is really the heart of, of how the dice work and how each player works with all of these different things going on. So there's a lot of tactical decision making because it's, shall I use this avatar tile now? Shall I use it? Shall I hang on and keep it for later? But if I'm, that's risky because somebody else could get rid of it, could remove it from me before I get a chance to use it and this kind of oh, stuff right, going okay. on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, So is it, it's quite, it sounds like it's being, um, it's quite aggressive in terms of yeah, how it plays, it, well, what it, it can be. Yeah, it's that's a that's a tricky word to use, but um, yeah, it is a last man standing player elimination game, which I know will instantly yeah. put quite a lot of gamers <clears throat> off. But it was originally the base core game is originally designed as a gateway game for any kind of gamer that likes chucking dice, and yeah. and when it comes down to it. Um, that's the kind of games that they can understand quickly. All right, I've got a load of dice. I'm going to attack the other players. I'm going to try and reduce their dice down to zero until I'm the winner. And that's it, you know, and that's it in a nutshell. Um, so what's funny 
is although we don't like to use the word sort of particularly aggressive game what's interesting to see is if you you watch families playing the game the parents are being kind of fair and their kids are going hell for leather to, to destroy you utterly. See, I think I think yeah. aggressive is justified just if you as soon as you're mentioning kind of families kids. getting involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's great to watch because the kids do of all ages, they absolutely love love uh, playing the game because you've got that kind of they're as good as the grown-ups and they can give as good as they get and that's always really fun to see, you know. It, it's I'm always in favor, totally in favor of inclusive games and games that are for everybody, you know, and um, so that's what we try to achieve with this one. So in a nutshell, yeah, it, it is kind of an aggressive game, but what's what we like about the the expansion and with the, and the totem boards, which is the other part of the game I haven't mentioned, but um, basically how they simply work is they're kind of like a, a battery that supports you as a player during the game so because the the backstory is all about the dice are effectively energy and you're absorbing this energy and converting it into your uh, elemental form whether it's water or fire or air or whatever um then basically your totem is a kind of big spirit totem thing which stands next to you on the battlefield and acts as a kind of buff a buffer to to incoming attacks but also to your it's a battery for to supply you with extra energy but that's a limited resource so that slowly dwindles so again you're thinking tactically about is it is it too risky to use this now should i hang on to that now should i launch that can i get it back how's it going to work you know and you so you've got every single player is busy thinking about what they're going to be doing in every single turn it doesn't matter who's whose turn it is who's playing and everybody else is thinking like oh okay can i mess with him or is it better to leave him to attack her because that eases it up on me and then when i come <laughs> back in you know and you've got this kind of cross thinking that goes on all the time so um yeah so although essentially it's a dice trucking game there's a lot more to it than that <laughs> There you go. How long was that? Twenty minutes. You, 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 you can you can breathe now. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna have another glug of beer. You sound. Um, it's really it's really interesting the number of kind of campaigns that I've seen that are have got the phrase relaunch next to them. And what's interesting is the number of ones that kind of they all come back kind of bigger and stronger and and, and kind of sail quite you know, sail to the funding goals. Um, and just listening to you just now, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of, um, there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of fight in yeah. what you're saying, a lot of passion in what you're saying as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, every, every designer, every, you know, um, yeah, every designer really, is going to give 120% into everything they do. That's only natural because if you don't show mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're holding back and you're not giving it your all, then I think that that's going to come through at some point and people are going to turn away and say, well, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is, so this is why, I mean, you know, for us, yeah, this is a, this is a relaunch, but we actually see it as like a, it's more of a, a Phoenix rising from the ashes in the sense that we've, we've, change so much that of the way we're doing the kickstarter that um hopefully it will appeal much more to um to the kickstarting crowd you know and and just shows that um 
you know, in a sense, we're given 130% this time because it's one of these things, you know, there's, there are so many new, um, so many new developers coming out on Kickstarter every week, you know, and um, I think it's, it's rightfully important to, to consider every single one of those and uh, think, you know, well, is that, that looks like a worthy cause. Can I be involved in that? Can I kickstart back that, you know, can I be, can I support that developer? And I think, you know, it, it shows if you're passionate about what you're doing, then, then that's going to rub off and it rubs off on other people, whether you're a play tester or just a member of the public or another developer or designer that you're talking with, you know, you all, we're a great group together, you know, and everybody supports everybody else. And it's, it's a fantastic kind of sector of the market to be in. But if we don't, <laughs> if we don't score, if we don't, um, you know, sort ourselves out do well on on these early kickstarters well then you know um something is something is clearly wrong you know and where are we going to go from there so i mean as i said yeah. to you before and as uh, you know we've got gladiators is our second game that's on the cards and uh, we were super super chuffed to um see it was tabletop gaming magazines sort of one of the top 10 for, i yeah, yeah i saw i saw that how i mean did you know about that before before it came out were you kind of given all oh, we're going to be you know this is going to be in the magazine or was it kind of like a surprise thing for you oh no no we did know about it um it was still it's always i mean you know they've got so many games to to review look at and despite yeah, yeah, on yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, um yeah. you know uh these like indie developers you know they're just sort of starting out with their sort of first first game or a second game or whatever you know it's it's major kudos to get into the the gaming magazine in the uk but um so we did know about it but it was a kind of case of well give us some information about it that sounds quite interesting and we'll sort yeah. of let you know so yeah. we sent off our blurb and we sent off some images and shebang there we were and uh, so that's fantastic and hopefully that means that will drive um, a fair bit of interest to our stand at UK Games Expo. What um, stand are you at? So we're at J19, or Jai, I should say, since we're in Scotland. <laughs> Jai, J19, J Justin, yeah. Um, J19, <laughs> J yeah. I was going to say J for Juice, and then I thought oh, that's just... That's rubbish. <laughs> that's just rubbish. <laughs> Yeah. This entire area is mine. It's J for Justin. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We're I decided where you're coming. Oh, on you you laugh, but I'm going to be out there with a spray can marking, you know, back at Game Street on the floor, <laughs> you know, at six in the morning before anybody else gets there. You're going to be tagging the place yeah, like you're a yeah. Beastie Boy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll be running a mock. <laughs> Are you going to be wearing your baseball cap backwards then? That's a good point. I was going to wear a baseball cap, so I better make Throw sure it's backwards. on backwards. Yeah, yeah. Throwing up gang signs and stuff like that, That's going it. a bit going boy. That's it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be bumping into Kev, who'll be doing the same, I should think. Oh, good old Kev. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll but all you also there. bumped into Colin as well, just mm. to confirm once again that Colin does actually exist as a person, because <laughs> yes. people, people were thinking for a while I was actually recording two sides of the conversation. It's not true. Colin does exist. Um, it does indeed, yeah. Colin, Colin played um, Gladiatores. Yep. Yeah, they they had a blast, and that was that was the, great again. Yes. Too. So, because uh, yeah, we changed a few things up as well. So, um, although the game's pretty much finished, you know, there's still tweaks and tucks that we can probably do, and so that's always great to 
to be able to see a bunch of new players uh, play it and see yeah. what see what the feedback is. So that was that was really good. Yes, and it was nice. to Well, see it was mentioned on Friday as well at Dwarf, so oh, it good. was brought up again. Yeah, heck, we should um, go back then because uh, actually Neil, who played, um, who was the guy with the guy with the moustache. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And he 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 just says, yeah, that's that that's that game, yeah, that game was brilliant. Uh, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, well, that's right. It was it was great because you know I'm I'm obviously used to demoing, so it's a case of you sort of cut down the game to just an explanation of the core principles and and the the basic bits and the layout and everything, and then you sort of say, give it a go, see what you think, you know. But you don't mm. expect them to necessarily play through the entire game. You know, because they've got other things to do, and I'm I'm never pushy that way. But, um, but it was funny, yeah, watching them play that first round of the game because normally you play it in four rounds, so it's like four events, four different gladiators. Yeah. You know, you shake it yeah. up every time, and uh, so it was kind of I did my usual spiel of so there we go. It looks like you enjoyed it. What do you think? You know, give me some feedback, and they were going like, yeah, that was really cool. Can we play another round? I was like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, sure, um, fine, yeah, okay, I'll reset everything. And they, they, they stayed there, and they were there for a good hour and a half and played, like, three rounds, bang, 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 one after another, and had a blast. So, yeah, um, so that's, yeah, fantastic, you know, because that's what you want to see. Um, yeah. Uh, nothing nothing was thrown out that just seemed odd or didn't work um, in the game, you know, nothing odd that was... Uh, poked at so um yeah i think we're i think we're pretty much there with gladiators and and yeah it's um it seems from sort of random joe public point of view it's really good fun so fingers crossed we'll get lots of people coming to see us at games expo that'll be cool so that's jai or j19 something like that yeah yeah (laughs) so um going back to elements yes should we yes all right we we sh- well we should mention two very very important things. How long is it going to last for? How long is the campaign going for? Right, so uh, we're actually running this for forty days rather than thirty, which seems like a scary thing. But um, but in fact we've done that on purpose so to give the American reviewers a chance and time to basically uh, get a copy and fit it into their schedule and um, and do a review on it. So so that just gives them a wee bit more time. Um, because you know we've only got so many copies that are floating around in the US at the moment, and uh, you know it's it's all very well to turn up and say, "Like, can you review our games by next week?" <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, not it's the happen. case of it's get it's getting it about America as well. It is, you yeah, know, yeah. actually getting it from one side of the one side of the I mean, one side of the states to the other. You know, if you've got reviewers in different states, it's getting them to play the game, having the time to play the game, writing everything up, and then being comfortable about them. You know, finishing off the review, sending it to you before they send the kind of the kind of the game on. So it's a it's a lot of time kind of taken up. Aye, that's um, exactly it. And it seems you know, I mean, you're you're you've made contact with them. They've shown an interest. They're they're keen to put their time and effort into looking at your game, whether they're going to like it or not. But they're putting in the effort there for them to say, "Oh, could you also take it up to the post office and post it to somebody <laughs> exactly. else?" Kind of thing. It's like, "Oh, what? What are these exactly. guys like?" So exactly. yeah, you know, so it's absolutely fair but enough. So is it coming back to this whole cost thing on Kickstarter? Because um, it's a case case of if you've got review copies, I've seen it kind of. I think it can happen more and more. Is that you can't just have people handing out review copies left, right, and center. 
these type of things, you know, they cost money to produce. And a lot, a lot of the time they'll cost a lot more to produce as a single unit than actually getting them to print like 500 off once the game's kind of funded and everything like that. So it's, it's another one of these little investments that a lot of people maybe don't have the funds to kind of, uh, to kind of... Aye. Oh, that's jump right. in and yeah. pay for it, you know. Yeah, that's the um, thing. I mean, they do. Yeah, I mean, the the prototypes cost astronomically more than uh, than sort of an individual unit, obviously, because the the, mm-hmm. the published game is going to be mass produced at whatever scale. But mm-hmm. um, but these these prototype copies, you know, um, even if they're sort of production copies, um, yeah, they cost a huge amount, and they do get battered, and you know, and the scariest thing for me is is if stuff gets lost. You know, um, you know, it's if it so happens that a dice goes missing, um, you know, out of a box when it's on its way from somewhere to somewhere else, then then effectively the game breaks at that point. You know, yeah, you can't you play can't the just game. Re- yeah. You can't just repeat it. No, because you'd no. be sitting there saying, "Well, you've got a copy, but yeah, sadly there's a couple of dice missing. Hang on, I'll put some more in the post to you." And you know that <laughs> takes another ten days, nearly yeah. two weeks to get there. And uh, it's just you know, it's yeah. you've got to factor all of this kind of stuff in. So, so yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it would be a fine thing if, uh, um, you know, we were all at the stage where we could just literally say, "Well, let's just get." 40 or 50 copies made by the manufacturer and we'll just fire out those copies. I mean, the big companies can do that and we all aspire, I think, to be able to get to that stage and be able to do that. But yeah. uh, the the truth, I think, is that, you know, everybody is is kind of doing the best that they can with the funds that they have available to give it their best shot. And that's what I was saying, you know, putting their 120% effort in to, to make it as good as possible. And... Um, you know, I don't think anybody can see fairer than that. Um, how much is it going to be to get yourself a copy of the Elements? Right, it's exactly the same as before. Twenty-four pounds, which is roughly thirty dollars, I think. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know what that's in euro because it changes every five minutes. But um, it's probably it's about close to about twenty-seven. I yeah, think, well, it model, yeah. yeah, it's probably about twenty-eight, twenty-eight and a half, something like that. But yeah. um, definitely under the thirty mark. Um, and actually, what we've done again to support the backers and to support um, this this Kickstarter run, we've actually looked very, very carefully at the postage and are basically um, sub-funding part of that postage ourselves again um, to try and keep that postage down because we're all in the same boat. You know, if if I if I want to get something from America, it's going to cost a fortune in postage to come across to me. So, um, you know. Yeah. No, it, tell me about it. I've seen that. Yeah, I know. We all suffer it. So um so the postage we've actually managed to reduce a wee bit. Um what we can unfortunately offer is free postage um to like the the UK, Europe and America, for example, but we've kept it as absolutely as low as possible. Mm-hmm. Um because yeah, you know, we're we're Kickstarter backers ourselves. Um so we know exactly how it feels yeah. and, and what well, I think to be people... expected. So well, I think people are used to kind of like, um, especially nowadays, you know, watching it fund and then get the postage kind of charged later on. I think I've seen a lot of campaigns do that nowadays just because having, you know, if you've got a £10,000 goal 
and it turns out that you know fifteen hundred pound of that is going to cover your is going to be postage, yeah. Then you've actually only you've actually not reached your goal. You know, you're still fifteen hundred shy of your actual production goal. Yeah, it depends on obviously how you've kind of uh, you've costed it in. But I've seen it more and more that people are saying, well, actually, let's the Kickstarter is to fund the game. And then what we'll do is we'll let you give you a rough idea of how much the shipping is going to be, yeah, kind of afterwards, that's exactly which it. is yeah. you know, which is, I think is a fair is a fair thing to do. I mean, there's going to be a mass. There can be in some ways a difference between, um, you know, you sending a hundred parcels out there and you being able to secure a better deal to send four hundred or a thousand parcels out there. You know, it's all these lovely logistical extras. That you've got to go, and then you get the thing about, okay, I was sending it to the UK, I was also sending it to the US, I was sending it to Germany. Oh, I've got a guy in Thailand that wants a copy. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I've got to work out the logistics and yeah, and kind of that. Um, it all sounds kind of exciting stuff, Ooh. and it sounds like you're fire. You sounds like you're very, very um focused. You're very, very fired up. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. I would. I would encourage people that if you did not check out the first time that myself and uh, Justin spoke, that you go back and check out that because um, it was a fascinating chat because we got into talk about education in board games. Oh, that's right. If yeah. I remember correctly, yes, 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 one of your tangents. Yeah, <laughs> or <laughs> maybe I started wonderful. that. Did I start that? Oh, I think I, I started think that. Actually. I'm oh, going to say dear. that was. I'm going to say yeah, that was right. you, and I'm going right. to pleasantly walk away yeah. from the entire situation. Um, <laughs> no, but that was very interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, well, it was just our opinions, so... <laughs> of course, our opinions, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, our opinions are obviously always right as well, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, <laughs> As <laughs> I say, opinion outweighs fact. That's it, every um, time. <laughs> every single time. Um, for those who... I mean, what we'll do is, as soon as we get the link to the Kickstarter, it'll go in the show notes. In fact, it'll probably be sitting in the show notes by the time you listen to this, um, listen to this episode. Hi, um, For... For people that want to, if they're listening just now and they want to take a look at things, as I say, Kickstarter link will be in the show notes. But if they, if they want to find you on Twitter, it is, is it twitter.com forward slash badcatgames? Yeah, or just look for us at badcatgames and you'll find us, yeah. That's there it. you go. Yeah. Um, and Facebook as uh, well. The website is badcatgames.eu. It is .eu at the moment, yeah. The Facebook account is facebook.com forward slash badcatgames. Always good. Listen to I'm me. telling yeah, you, he knows them all. Instagram is uh, instagram.com forward slash badcatgames. <laughs> you tripped up there. Yeah, basically, I did, basically but that was just, just, just Yeah, just type in badcatgames and you'll find us. And in fact, um, we've uh, we've got an elements, elements page um on facebook as well now so uh, oh. that's even easier just type in elements with a z on the end uh not an or a z or a z yes for our american <laughs> compatriots yeah. yeah you gotta remember the z yeah elementzy yeah elementzy yeah, that was a, that's it elementzy that was that other <laughs> hilarious joke that, we, <laughs> that probably got us banned in several um, in several places several small countries uh, <laughs> we will put as normal, we will copy and paste from the previous show notes <laughs> into the new ones so we have notes to show. We're all about recycling and we're also all about me doing as little as possible. Um, but we'll do this. We'll put all the notes in the show notes so we have notes to show. Um, as I said, 
we'll put the link back for the previous episode because this has all been about elements. But mm. Justin is certainly an interesting chap to chat to, so it's worthwhile going back and listening to that previous episode. As per usual, <clears throat> if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you lovely people, then you can find us at We're Not Wizards. You just search the internets and you shall find us. We are on facebook.com forward slash We Are Not Wizards. We are on Twitter. We are not wizards. We are on Instagram. We are not wizards. We are on YouTube. If you search for We Are Not Wizards tabletop podcast, you will find us. You'll find us under the fantastic Apple Podcasts because they're not called iTunes anymore. And I was corrected on this the other day. If you like what you've heard tonight, leave us a leave us a, a review. You know, but as we always say, don't give us a ten because it'll make us big-headed. Don't give us a one, because it'll make us cry. But give us a five, because it's right in the middle, and it's average, and we are decidedly average. But the gentleman who's not been average tonight is Mr. Justin Morgan Davies. So, listen, best of luck. Mm. Hand on my heart, best of luck with a campaign, mate. Um, I hope it goes really, really well for you. We shall... We are going to do, we are going to have Justin back on the show again because we are going to go into a lot more detail about um, Gladiators. Yeah. Or Gladiators, that is going to be one to look forward to in probably August, September time this year, I think. Oh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, it depends when we're ready. We don't want to rush these things, so um, (laughs) yeah. We just recorded a deadline for you. Yeah, you did. Thanks for that. Do you want to just slap a date on there as well? August 21st, oh guys. <laughs> no, I might just have to be out of the room then. <laughs> you might just have to be somewhere else. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, fighting yeah. evil in another dimension. But oh, um, well, yeah. yeah, keep an eye on this. We'll keep the Kickstarter link up as soon as we have it. Um, take a look at Elements. Um, it's looking stunning, the artwork. I've seen the preview Kickstarter page. It looks absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Um, well worth a glance, well worth a consideration. Um, Justin, thank you very, very much for coming on again. No problem. Well, thanks for having us on. Oh, yeah, it's, a... it's always, been, always fun. There's only a couple of things to remember. And the first thing is that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Well, I don't know. I'm, a... I'm currently an elemental sorcerer, if that counts. You... Does that right, count? Right, okay. Get out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. Are we wizards, Justin? Yeah. <laughs> Are we wizards? <laughs> no, we're definitely not wizards. Definitely, that's good. Oh, good, no. good. I'm glad you, um, I'm glad you um, Just answered that. that. Yeah. I would hate to accidentally lose the track. Um, and the second thing... Is um is I guess to say goodbye, um just to just as a quick aside tonight the game that the mic was on was actually Super Dungeon Explore by Cool Mini or Not for anybody that was paying attention on Twitter earlier on this evening, um but in the meantime it is a goodbye from the wonderful the fantastic the amazing Justin <clears throat> from Bad Cat Games say goodbye Justin bye folks. <laughs> And it is a goodbye from me. Um, roll dice. Try not to roll all matching ones because that will scunner you. Yeah. Stay, stay safe. <laughs> yeah. Che- 
check out Elements when it comes out. The, um, the link's in the show notes. Give it a look and um, look at giving it a back as well. And until the next time, goodbye. 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 Say bye-bye, Justin. All right, okay, bye. I thought I was, thought it was told to leave, so... <laughs> no, no, I never told you to leave. Right. You can stay. Yeah, bye, folks. <laughs> bye. Bye.